The Tyson Fights Podcast. For over six years, a revolutionary force in sports and entertainment. justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups, the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm sexual talklet Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. Are you ready? Danielle Radford. Ooh, ooh. Oh. And the final Kelk down, Lindsay Kelk. Hello. Um, Hi. You're back. I missed you so much. I missed you guys. I've missed you, my pals, my friends, my wrestle buddies. Look at us all, all on a little screen. I was going to say all four, but Julian turned his camera off. Uh, and I think the people need to know that you did that to us, Julian. You didn't walk away. I'm still took here. Took away our sight, our view, our vision. And, and now we're I'm literally sad, all I'm in the same place back. at the same time. Yeah. And Julian was like, oh, well, I guess I'll be professional and not have my camera. You know what? Let him make a number two in peace. When are we going to leave this guy alone? It's clear that's what he's True. he's making a duty and he's being he's being a gentleman about it. <laughs> and here we are dragging him saying, Julian, you're clearly going number two. Uh, you, we want your camera on so we can see the empty That's chair swiveling fair. because you had to go so fast because maybe you had coffee or I something. I just want to see those guns. 24-7, I'm just baby. happy that we're all back together in the same cyberspace. Yes, we're here. You know, I, I was excited to, to see everybody, but also the thought of having to record tons of podcasts in a week again. I was like, oh, I thought it was next week. But then I went, uh? And here's why. Because I saw the story that federal law enforcement agents executed a search warrant on Vince McMahon along with a federal grand jury subpoena. <laughs> Now, oh, a very merry indictment week to you. Hal. Thank you. Yeah, very we're merry really indictment to you and you and now, you. The statement that's come out is from WWE is like we expect that this is part of our internal investigation. We respect that they have to do their thing. And Vince McMahon going, this is already a done deal. Whatever it is, everybody uh, is even if indicted is innocent until proven guilty. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. But anything, honestly, that keeps him away. Because the back surgery is only going to last for so long. He's not away because of the subpoena and the yeah, yeah, all yeah. of this, though, Hal. You listen to Vincent. Vincent says <laughs> Vincent is only away because of the back surgery. Yeah. And Vincent's going to be proven innocent as he knows that that's what's going to happen. In his very long protracted statement that had really Lady Doth protest too much overtones for me, as opposed to the WWE statement that was just like, yeah, cool, we know. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> which I, I really just, made I me just, chuckle. I need, I, need, I, need, I need to see the indictments. I need to read them. Y'all know me. I'm a I lost slut. I love that. I, my, the lost slut <laughs> in me is like, I need to read the indictments because th- there are so many trials that this could be about. Uh, but also if it's about like, you know, his best friend trial and the Florida documents, it's like, well, did you go into that weird Florida document toilet 
Like, I mean, who knows? he has to go into a room at some point to like check on his bad back. Or I like to think Vince has to go into a bathroom at least once an hour to flex into a mirror and make sure he's still there. And maybe sometimes that room has the nuclear codes in it. We don't know. And we'll find out. Thankfully, we have a right to free speech and we can say these things. <laughs> we can say whatever we like. Allegedly. Some of those documents might be missing and we've never really seen inside the Money in the Bank briefcase. Perfect place to hide things in plain sight. This is where GTV comes in. <laughs> Please this bring that back. GTV. The nuclear football was the Money in the Bank briefcase. The whole time. I would be... So if if it turns out that the, the person in the... Um, D, in the... DC case that hasn't been unmasked by journalists yet. The co-conspirator is actually Damien Priest because he's been carrying around documents without knowing mm-hmm. it. I, I will, I will cry. I will cry on That's behalf why, of sending your you money in the bank. That's why only one of, like, the last page in any of those contracts is the only one that has any legalese on it. The rest of them is, I swear, probably just Laura Mipson. <laughs> <laughs> yada yada yada. Blah blah when blah. You say- Please don't look at this page, yada, yada, yada. When you said GTV, are you referring to the gobbledygooker of backstage segments? In that it's a huge buildup <laughs> to something that led nowhere? Or the anonymous Baby, raw GM? Baby, of course I am. Baby, oh my you God. know I am. The false, the false stop. We can't, I love, uh, uh, uh. Let's, let's go forward. We're in the season of wrestling events this past Sunday with the Great American Bash, which, in keeping with my brand, I did not watch. I assume everybody else did, though, and what were your thoughts? It was fun. Yeah. I saw a bunch of it. I didn't see all of it. I saw some of it, but what I saw was really fun. And I saw enough to make me think I might start watching NXT on the reg, or at least semi reg. the first person to say that to me. I've heard from a lot of people that, you know, I mean, look, they had to start over at some point, which they did, and they made a really weird brand change for a while. But they have, in the meantime, developed a lot of really great mm-hmm. talent and at a certain point, there's just not room on the main roster yet. Like, yeah, Carmelo Hayes probably could have been, could have been called up six months ago, maybe even a year ago. But there's just it's crowded up there. So why not let him thrive and help build this brand? Ilya Dragunov helping build mm-hmm. the brand. Braun Breaker had a huge hand in building that brand up. So it's great to see it. And my understanding is a fantastic women's division as well. Tiffany Stratton is a fucking star. Mm. Like, Tiffany Stratton is incredibly good. Thea Hall, that match, I really enjoyed it. Everyone knows I am in the goddamn tank for Judgment Day. So when Dominic comes down, well, it, to me, I don't even consider it coming down for Dominic because I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, no, this is where you should be. But mm-hmm. now it's like weirdly. <laughs> but no, it's like before you might have said that like a bad thing. But now it's like, hey, baby boy, we just want you to do your best. And that's where we think you should do it. Ah! I'm a fighting champion. So let's see what we do next week. And I'll be in my dumb's corner, of course. Because mommy is all I need. Right, and it's like a fun pop-in. I think that they've done a really good job of getting NXT up to that level where now, like when Finn came back to old NXT and it was like, oh my God, this is fucking huge that he would like do this. But Mm. you also knew that old NXT was rising to meet him. You know, it was Mm -hmm. like they really didn't feel like even though it felt huge, it didn't feel like there was that much of a discrepancy on a talent or technical level. 
Whereas now, when main roster, she says in inverted commas, superstars pop down to NXT, it's like a really fun pop-in. It's like a guest star. It's like a celebrity showing up on Friends. And you're going, ah, oh, I love this. They're, everyone's having fun here. This doesn't feel weird that it's Brad Pitt. No. Kinda. But, like, it's nice. I'm not calling Dominic Mysterio Brad Pitt. I'm calling Rhea Ripley Brad Pitt. That is who you um, call I mean... Brad Pitt. There was a time when Dominic going down would have been like, boo, hiss, that's exactly where you deserve. Suck it. And now it's like he is a bona fide heel. Like, and he's oh, yeah. getting real heat, mm-hmm. real intense heat. And Rhea's getting heat. And Rhea's at the point now where everyone's like, I want to see what man challenges Rhea and I'm like I do too because I want them to get their ass beat. <laughs> I feel so bad for every woman in the division that has to potentially wrestle Rhea because like you say I feel like a bad person saying this I don't give two shits about any of those women challenging Rhea because I just want to see her beat up men I enjoy it so much. I do. I'm sorry. I want to watch her beat the shit out of a bunch of dudes. I've said this before. Part of what brought me to wrestling was China. And so the idea of Rhea just being herself and like beating up a bunch of like mid-card dudes. I understand. I want to build up the women's division, which is why I'm like, I think give her like... A different belt, but I'm I just sorry. don't ever want to see her lose that belt either, though, because no. I love her with that belt. The belt makes me happy. I, I she, you know, she no, has exchange it for a different belt. Power, powerful shoulders. Like, let's balance those out with a belt around that waist. But yeah, oh, I, I hear you. Belts. More belts, more, more belts, belts for ladies. And uh, it, Rhea forever. Judgment Day is great. It's it's nice to see the company invest in them. It's nice to see Dominic with a belt. It felt like at the beginning, the mixed reports on him were that they were pumping in heat whenever you get on the mic, but now, like, mm. just him appearing, no, no. Not it's necessary. so loud. It's so loud. Yes. It's so enjoyable to see. He's obviously having a great time. He's getting better as a character constantly. Yes. And he'll continue to improve in the ring. It's not like, again, it's not easy to come in the way he did. It's not easy to have the dad that he has. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, Rey Mysterio is okay after his accident uh, on SmackDown. So, uh, Man, that was a that. real... Yeah example of yeah i was like it can happen to anyone mm -hmm. right like because no one did anything wrong nope he just fell bad and it's like if ray mysterio can fall bad if he cannot pull his head back at the right time like oh my god this is terrifying that was such a scary moment but like so glad to hear that he's gonna be okay and poor santos having a big cry because he hurt his his bestie yeah um i it made me feel all of my feelings that I was, in a way that I was not ready for. <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. It's real to me. Right. Two star. Two star. AEW right now, the story on everyone's lips and everyone's minds and hearts is MJF and Adam Cole as a best friend tag team. Max, you, you continue to impress me every day, man. I'm pretty damn impressive, aren't I, Tampa? No, Max, but... But seriously, it's not just because you're at such a young age, one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. But it's because of the of the man that you're becoming. It's really fucking cute. No, it's really cute. It feels like they're doing that thing where they're teasing uh, an MJF face turn. 
who knows if it's going to happen. But right now, I can definitely see, like, the seeds in it of the, like, they are really selling this best friendship. Y'all know how I feel about best friendship in wrestling. Um, eventually, they're going to turn on each other, and it's going to break my heart, so I hope it doesn't happen. But MJF has been doing really great, fun work. He gave out, like, pizza to a bunch of kids the other day. Like, he is definitely working his face stuff in a way that like you would expect from an RJ. So that's really good in terms of what's happening going into in terms of what's going on in all in. I, I I do agree with a lot of people where I'm like, I don't understand why like you haven't like started building towards a lot of these matches yet because all in, I think is actually a genius move. AEW is on regular ass TV for folks in that region. Mm -hmm. And so for them, that's like their like SmackDown and other things because like they can just watch it on TV. You don't have to have like a cable program or anything to watch that. Right. And it's selling lots of tickets. It's doing really well. Like I want to know who's going to be on there. And I'm hoping you have that much time in that stadium you can't give me five minutes of a woman's match, guys. Like, it, that's just not going to be acceptable. Well, he can. Um, yeah, can. I mean, <laughs> this is the issue, isn't it? He could. Uh, we won't know. I've been traveling. I haven't seen a ton of wrestling mm-hmm. this last month. Only the last sort of week I've been catching up on stuff. I came home from an event. I, I had a book event in the UK, and I came home and just turned on the TV, and I, Blood and Guts was on. It was on really late um, on one of the ITV channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know it was on. I didn't know it was Blood and Guts. I've been so out of the wrestling loop, especially anything non-WWE. And the first thing I thought was like, oh my God, I hope Hal hasn't seen this. Nope. Perhaps. It was not what I wanted to see right before bed. The more that I get aware of my own mortality and aware and like away from the right? idea that I'm like, oh, I'm going to live forever. I'm not 17 anymore. I am mortal. That is the more that I'm like, please don't. I want Wheeler you to to live past 40 like yeah. i want wheeler yuta to have a healthy old age like coda coda my love you don't have to fucking bump into he is all not, of those not going the right way to live into 120 is he and my elven prince has promised me that he's gonna live to 120 yeah, coda. he has said it he's yeah. on record ibutan said 120 right now if he stays where he is i'm saying not so i i need them to stop beaten up on people so bad please as Lindsay, excited i was to see my beloved Ibu Lindsay, Jack. i i i promised myself that i would win an oscar by 30 so promises uh promise in one hand and shit in the other see which one fills up first you know uh <laughs> here and i, I just well, want to talk to you, you about can't say that because i get constipated so. <laughs> <laughs> me too and then when it breaks it's both two days of somehow spending less time on the toilet but also, like, I don't know if I wanted this. But then when you weigh yourself, you feel way better. I'm, oh, I'm almost under it. three bills. <laughs> Stay part of the conversation with Tights and Fights on all of our social media channels, including Blue Sky. Uh, if you need invites, look elsewhere. These are precious. Most of us are there, too. Links in the show notes. When we come back, SummerSlam. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura House. 
And I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and sometimes it feels like the whole world is a dumpster fire. Right? There's too much to worry about. That's why we make Tiny Victories. It's a 15-minute podcast where we celebrate our minor accomplishments and fleeting joys. And listeners call in, like Valerie, who found the perfect gift for her daughter's boyfriend, and Adam, who finally turned his couch cushion the right way. And little happinesses, like how birdsong helps your brain. That's science. So join us in not freaking out for 15 minutes a week. That's Tiny Victories with Annabelle and Laura, Mondays on Maximum Fun. Woo! It's a tiny victory just to make a network promo. Honestly. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, joined today by... Daniel Radford. And... Well, don't laugh. Serious business. Because right now we're about to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Anal bleeding. Get a life, kid. Rhymes give shit. Holy shit. I love Kate. Look at this face. A hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? SummerSlam is live from Ford Field in Detroit. Uh, let me just run down the card. This is what we have on the card right now. We have Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in Tribal Combat. We have Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Asuka versus Bianca versus Charlotte for the WWE Women's Championship. Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the IC title. Ricochet versus Logan Paul. Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. And the big battle royal, uh, which several people have entered, including the one who I hope wins it, or at least is featured heavily in it. Yeah. Are there any matches here that you look forward to that that maybe, uh, you know, I, they, they're the marquee matches. What here do you think is sort of like the sleeping giant? I um, have been on record that I do not like a lot of what Ronda Rousey does. Mm-hmm. A lot of it just does not speak to me. I don't ever feel like she's engaged. I don't ever feel like she, like, it, it just doesn't come across like she's, like, fully engaged as much as everyone else. Ronda's and Sheena's last promo battle mm-hmm. was the best that Ronda has ever done. I will say that towards the end of Ultimate Fighter, there was like one minute left of the last round of grappling. She starts laughing and goes, Hey, you know, it's really funny. I made it through this many weeks of Ultimate Fighter and you never armbarred me once. Ask her how many times I armbarred her in that minute. And it was the best that Shayna's ever done. Yeah. And I've always wanted Rana versus Shayna. Like, that feels like that's the one that makes sense because, like, at the end of the day, they're both MMA babes. But watching that promo, I'm sorry. Like, they convinced me that I want to see them beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and before that, I did not give a fuck. Yeah, I thought the package they put together on Raw this week was incredible. Mm. I know it was next level. They both sold it so well. It's the finest acting I've ever seen from Ms. Ronda Rousey and Yo. I saw the Entourage movie. I, I thought they really <laughs> nailed it. I loved how they ended it on I didn't think Shayna needed to cry. I thought Shayna should have stayed an emotionless badass because mm-hmm. that's what I, or just a furious badass without mm-hmm. the tear. Mm-hmm. Let Ronda do the crying and you 
be furious because you're right to be furious. But I loved when she said what she said about being the first person outside of her husband and her mother to hold Rhonda's <sighs> baby. I love that kid. My goddaughter. She's going to grow up. And she's going to never forgive me for what I'm going to do to her mother, Rhonda Rousey. Oh my god, we don't see this from women! You know how we feel about friendship, and so when they actually really brought in real things about their friendship, I was like, ah. But it's such a dude storyline to be like, you're never gonna forgive me for what I'm gonna do to your dad. Like, we've seen that. We have seen it, and it's like, shut up, fella. Like, shut up, lads. But to hear it from two women, it feels revolutionary and it feels radical yeah and it felt like oh my god she's gonna fuck her up and it's mma rules right that's what we're calling Mm it so they're gonna beat the shit out of each other i kind of love that i kind of want it i kind of want it to be an actual real mma match i'm sorry i I do would like to see them like i know it won't be but i like i hope that we at least start out with them not holding back a little bit like and, br- like and, and a little bit and bring bit. in bring in an announcer from mma like make it like have dana white in like the front seat what if dana white's in the front seat but a safe falls on him oh yeah I, oh, oh here's the thing i hate him but but i'm saying but that I, endeavor deal is not done yet danielle yeah. uh, he will not be anywhere near this until the results of today's oh, breaking okay. indictment yeah, 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 no, news right. yeah put jimmy jones on their shorts like make it happen make it real do whatever the fuck you need to do but i am super pumped for it i, I think it's gonna be really fun massive respect for Shayna and Obviously, we all know that she's right in this too, which is fun, is that, that, that Rhonda's trying to play the face in this, but it's like, everybody hates you. True story. Everyone wants to see you get your yeah, ass like, I, kicked. I want this. If they make a good story out of it, that's fantastic. But mostly if they <laughs> beat up a turf, that's... Swings and roundabouts, isn't it? A good storyline to silver lining here. <laughs> but I am like very happy... Just to see a little a turf getting a slapping. Um, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. you don't like vaccinations? Do you like getting kicked in the face? I don't know. I'm just I'm not saying there's a correlation between the it's two her things. Job. I'm just saying I enjoy some things and I enjoy other things. And sometimes the twain shall meet. Um, Look, it's her. So jo- that's fun. It's her job. It's not like you're going up to her and other things. Yeah. I do have another match. This is such this card is kind of stacked. It's kind of hard to say one match is, oh, is the sleeping card. giant, but I think the one that people will overlook that it that has the the potential to steal the show is is Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. I think people like like it's it's you just know it's going to be a great match because they're both great. They've already had great matches together and Gunther is the is the five-star machine of WWE. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. I'm glad it's a smaller it's I think it's smarter to have the the card smaller so that matches get more time. That comes at the mm-hmm. expense of course of Rhea Ripley and the Women's World Championship that doesn't make an appearance. We don't have Becky versus Trish which was supposed to be pushed mm-hmm. to what is it payback? Is that the next 
the next whatever's in September. It doesn't matter what it's called. I don't know. I that, I'm not. I don't know what's happening with that storyline. It's not hitting right. It's not hitting. Something is off about that. I can't tell you why, but it, it is not giving. Until Trish bitched out the Astros on Raw on Monday, like the crowd was dead for that one. I, I, um, <sighs> it's just not finding its way home, yeah, sh- and it's making me sad. It should have blown off already. It should have blown off yeah, already. Well, That's the yeah, problem. And it's, yeah. But there's never been enough heat under it. I don't think there's ever been enough heat under this. I, agree. I don't think people believe it. Like people, people don't believe that Trish and Becky are not like hugging in the back afterwards. You know, I I, I know it's make believe. I know that more than that, they are hugging. More than they're hugging, Daniel. I don't know what you thought I said. More than that, there's no narrative investment in it. You throw together yeah. two people in yes. a tag team, they win the titles, which we've seen eight million times. Means it it always demeans the titles, and because it, it's just a stepping stone, you're just waiting for what's the singles feud, who's going to fight yeah. who, who's spinning mm-hmm. out where, and and so it happens without Lita because for for whatever reason we don't know, and now and now here we are, and like honestly, if it doesn't blow off and it just goes away, will anybody care? And the answer is no. probably yeah, not. That makes me sad. Really it's a shame. It hasn't helped Zoe Stark. I think it's taken some of the shine off Becky and Trish is like like I I love you Trish but I love you Trish we're, we're done here like we're, we're done here I love you so much mm-hmm. but this is not going anywhere and it's making me sad um the Rhea not having a match I'm not super mad about because they would have had to throw her into something just to have it right mm-hmm. and I don't want to see her in those matches when she's better used in her shenanigans. She's in her shenanigans era. Yeah. And I love that for her. I can't wait to see how she is involved across the evening <laughs> in any and all matches wherever she desires. And the women's tags. I, I wanna see I love Sonya, so I want this to go well. But like let's see him build up something fun. Doesn't mean they couldn't have done like a number one contender for the tag titles or something. I'm sad that Sonya's not getting a SummerSlam match when she's holding her first belt because I love Sonya Deville. I, I'm so genuinely hard. hoping that like this is just SummerSlam is going to be a blow off for a lot of stuff, and then a lot of these people yeah. that we love that we're hoping are going to get like some shit to do are going to start coming up after SummerSlam. That's my hope. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like make Cody Brock end. Like, make that end now, please. Charlotte, Bianca, like, it can end. I I need everyone in that feud doing new things. And even if if that thing for Charlotte is, like, going home and having to sit down for six months, that's fine. I need that to be over. Ricochet, Logan Paul, I think is going to be super, super fun. But I don't want to see it again. Well, but I I think the great thing about Ricochet and Logan Paul is that none of us have an expectation that that's going to be a thing that we see more than four times a year mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not gonna see that the two of them but you mean just logan yeah, oh yes 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 we're not gonna see logan yeah we're gonna see logan ricochet four times in a year that's too many times no we're gonna see logan four times a year yeah 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 so yeah. i'm not worried about it's gonna that. be fun yeah. but i i the only one that i'm like oh get it over with is honestly cody brock um and i don't know if that's any fault of their own other than i'm like I oh, I've done, you know, still haven't watched. Thanks, thanks, fellas. Yeah, I still haven't watched the Cody doc. I'm going to do that Same. tonight or tomorrow when we tape it. But uh, so I don't know. 
Uh, But it's also like, Brock, I love you. Baboo, just stay on the top of the mountain. We don't need you right now. We'll call you when we need you. Taylor is at the end of her US tour dates. Brock is at the end of his contractually obligated appearances like he he's he's about to play karma the the confetti is falling it's time for him to take a break it, it's okay we'll let you, you know we'll let you know when it's time yeah. like when we when taylor drops 1989 taylor's version we will give you a call oh my god it's gonna be so good i have a weird gut feeling it could be 100 percent wrong that that is gonna be a good match like a like a way I better match so. than, than, so. than it has any right to be Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited yeah. for that. I, 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 right, so. I want a quick prediction, just a name. I'm going to give you the top names in the battle royal. Just tell me who you think is going to win off the uh, just gut reaction. Here are the names I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you Shinsuke mm-hmm. Nakamura, Tomasa Champa, Gable and Otis, L.A. Knight, and Sheamus. Out of those, Danielle, L.A. Knight. Yeah, if Lindsay. it's not LA Knight, I will set fire to something. All right, I'm going to say uh, everybody wants it to be LA Knight, but it's going to be Sheamus. There we go. Yeah, they like Seamus. Didn't Seamus like just fly to London yesterday? I'm on the internet a lot. Maybe. I believe Seamus flew to London yesterday. What are you doing, Shamu? What are you doing? Whatever he wants. That's not that's not Detroit. Fella. Is it? You can't be in Detroit on Wednesday in London on Wednesday and Detroit on Saturday. Well, he has to go hang uh, out hey, with his fucking parents, Phil, man. Phil Collins was in London and Philly on the same day. It's possible. Well, you fly yeah, well, you... that's Phil. Yeah. That's Phil. Well, but you, you, That's you fly Phil. in, and then you, and then he flies back to where his folks live. Take the Concord. Oh, uh, it's yeah. it's I, I I don't know I I don't I don't I want LA Knight to win it so bad. I know we all I do. Want it I, so want it. I want it. Everybody loves LA Knight. He is so hot. Um, where are you? I do have to ask because huh. I don't want to skip over it because I am so invested in it. Where are you both on the Finn Balor Seth Rollins? Where are you falling on that? Oh, I think that um, look. Either one of them can win right now, and it would make me super happy. I love both of them. But right now, only one of them needs it, and that is my dick pointer, Finn Balor. Finn needs it. The Justice Day has earned it, and Seth doesn't need it. Danielle, I think, what did you call them? The The dick pointer. You call them the Justice Day? (laughs) Yeah, probably. Oh, I think I meant to say Justice Dick. I don't know. Um... But yeah, no, like that's like they don't. <laughs> He's the judgment dick of the judgment. Sorry, day. the like, judgment that's, dick. That's like truth. that's well. So I, I'm just saying that like Seth is a company man. He's always going to be okay. He's always going to be able to adapt to whatever they give him, and we have seen this through a decade of him doing stuff. What Judgment Day needs right now is heavy gold. Uh, I'm going to disagree. I think they still need to build this title up and they need Seth Rollins to carry it for a little bit longer. And it's more compelling storyline wise for Finn to fail only to have Damian Priest succeed later and have them turn on him and kick him out of the group at, at Finn's direction. I think Damian Priest is probably the one who's poised for, for a face run. He's going to get, I he's going to get Orton out of the group. That is actually, no, 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 that is actually incredibly sexy, especially with all of the stuff that we know that he's been doing backstage to help Bad Bunny with... Um, Car- to help carry around secret documents. Uh, to is help that what carry you're around secret documents so they don't uh, yeah. implicate anyone. Yeah. But that actually does make sense for like everything he's done for Benito and... 
Mm-hmm. I totally agree that Priest will be the one that breaks off and, and it will be over this. I really need Finn to win it because I agree with Danielle in that I think he needs it. I'm sick of seeing him lose. I'm so sick of seeing him lose. Judgment Day are amazing and so hot and can show up to anything and run anything. But this has been for a relatively short period of time. Mm-hmm. We are not that far out of Judgment Day losing every fucking week. Yep. Um, and like, I feel like if we're going to get the most out of them and squeeze that orange for all of its juice... I would love to have it be the internal conflict of Finn having the belt and Damien having the briefcase. Like, mm-hmm. I would really enjoy that in a way that I would enjoy more than Finn losing again and then the briefcase just hovering. Because Finn can't fight Seth again. This is his second go, yeah. right? Like, he he can't demand another rematch. To keep the belt in the storyline with the Judgment Day, I think it has to go to Finn. Hmm. Otherwise, Seth has to move on to something else entirely. And then that takes it out. I also need Seth. I need the end of this, Seth. The laughing is too much. I hate no the more laugh. Joker, Seth? I hate the singing. I hate the singing and I hate the laughing. And I hate the singer and the Muna and the Juna and the Springer. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate that atonal bullshit song. It makes me it makes me physically ill. So that's what I need. <laughs> I, you right. know, what I need, I don't always get. But I think <laughs> I need Seth to stop singing that fucking song more than I even need Finn to win the belt. I hate it. I can't stress it. Enough. I've needed LA Knight to have a, a title around his waist for for the better part of a year. Ain't happening. M- maybe never. He's going to get one eventually. Maybe, maybe. going to give him a treat. I think if... But, um, but... Gunther loses, which I strongly feel Gunther probably is about to lose... I wouldn't be mad at Drew L.A. Knight. I wouldn't be mad at whatever happens in the U.S. L.A. Knight seems to float, right? So he could go wherever he fucking likes. Just give that man a title. You say Seth has nowhere to go if he wins at SummerSlam. Let me propose something. Seth has nowhere to go. What I said was that the Money in the Bank briefcase, if Finn loses again, Finn Seth is over. It loses all its juice. He's lost to him twice. He can't keep doing this, which then to me... So then they go where you want to. It's one of my karaoke classics. Don't get me started. <laughs> Julian's going to lose his mind. The idea of Judgment Day having all the gold and the briefcase, that's a very compelling image to me. That's a very compelling image. There have been a lot of character evolutions over time that have come out of people constantly coming up short or constantly mm-hmm. like just flat out losing all the time. So that that aside, two two things that could possibly happen. I mean, anything can happen. But one is one is um, Finn Balor does lose and Priest cashes in and takes the title, and then yeah, that that leads to fine. the breakup. But I think it's but then the judgment I think it's too it's too soon. Too it's too soon. The second you have Finn Balor win, then Damian Priest can't cash in. You're you're effect- you're effectively neutering the biggest but you're holds. Not. That's the point. But he's then not going to cash in on Finn. He will not. Not right away. I, but he is you would eventually, have to, and that's how you break them yeah. up. That's the breakup. Mm. I, don't, I, th- I think I think jealousy works better if I th- if you're turning Damien Priest face is that he's the one who succeeds where Finn has failed. That creates jealousy. I think that only works if he does it now, though, and then like and then you're breaking them up now. But, so, no, you that, that you, it allows you to. <laughs> no, it allows you to wait. I think it extends it. I. I but, I just think it makes Finn such a sad loser figure that I've lost all investment in him and I don't care about him at that point. Oh, well, and then I, that damages Judgment I th- Day. I think we're going to find out. 
But here's the other thing. Here's the other one. Finn loses. Seth retains. Drew McIntyre wins the IC title and Gunther steps up and is the next guy to, to chase Seth down. But what does that do for Judgment Day? Nothing. Doesn't matter. That's my issue. Uh, that, and I, that doesn't matter. I, that's what I'm saying. They're going to be I okay. I think Judgment Day is too hot right now and too valuable. And to put a belt on Dom Dom and to have the briefcase on Damien and a belt on yeah. Rhea. Like, I just think it looks and it feels right to put the belt on he, Finn. He, he was the last one in the group. He was the one that wouldn't join. Then he's the one that took over and is the only one who can't find success. That's real interesting. Honestly, this is my opinion. I think he is the least compelling member of that group. And oh, putting, no, I agree. Putting with a belt on him, he needs the belt. Putting a belt on him doesn't make him any more interesting. <laughs> oh. I think it. I think it does. I think it does. I think it gives him. I think it. Not necessarily. In a, I don't think it will make him stronger in the way that he thinks. I think that will be the thing, right? He'll come in and be like, "I am the champion now," but people will be like, "Boo, you're not that great. You just got a belt." And I think then he has to prove, you know, I I, I like that better for me as a storyline for Judgment Day. And I am just pro Judgment Day all day. I long. think his best character turn happened when he not failed, but struggled in the main roster for a variety of reasons and went back to NXT with a new version of his character that contained, that was like the 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 exhale of, of everything, all the shit he dealt with from getting injured after winning the Universal title mm. to having a real nothing burger of a run, even like the successes he had, like it felt like a nothing burger. Then he comes into NXT with this character as a huge chip on their shoulder and and. I know for me, I was like, oh, this is now I'm interested. Now every promo he has is compelling to me and I'm interested in what he has to say. And that's that may be just the kind of guy he is that especially in heel mode, when he's losing, it's there. there's something interesting to it. And he will win at some point. I don't know that this is the win. I don't. Th- I don't yeah, agree that don't he know. needs the win. That story doesn't work for me in Judgment That's Day. That's fair. Uh, Damien also like he's got a. He ha- his win has to happen soon. I don't know. I want to see that motherfucker carry that briefcase for a while. Oh I no, like no! I want to see him carry it for a while, but I also <laughs> think that like when you think about him going for like upper titles, like I want to see him be nefarious for the next year, and then he climbs up to the next area. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very, I, 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 I'm so excited. I love that we have this much debate over it. It means we're fucking excited about it and it's been a no, minute. No, it has been. Like, it's been really exciting to see what people are going to like, do. Any way this goes, it's going to be fucking rad and exciting and unexpected. So, yeah. like, well done. And we talked for like a whole 50 minutes about something that wasn't fucking Roman Reigns. We didn't even That's get right. into Roman Reigns. We didn't even I, talk about I, Roman Reigns. I, I want to oh put over God, something so with right. Roman. Well, we're going to talk about him in a second. If you have anything to say about SummerSlam, visit us on our social media channels via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? When you look around a room of people, do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month? Have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person? Us too. She's Alexis B. Preston. She's Ella McLeod. And we host Comfort Creatures, the show where you can't talk about your pets too much. Animal trivia is our love language. And dragons are just as real as dinosaurs. Tune in to Comfort Creatures every Thursday on Maximum Fun. 
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Daniel Radford. And... Lindsay Kelt. And guess what? It's time to share the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Watch my three count. Danielle, what would you like to put over? I have been on record as saying that um, a certain Mr. Bret Hart... While I understand what makes him a fantastic wrestler, and I know why y'all love him and I get it, he hasn't always been my favorite. But one thing I think I have said that when it comes to outside the ring that I love about Bret Hart, he gon' shade Bill Goldberg every time someone (laughs) asks him to. And so um, SRS of Fightful.com talked to him about who were the easiest wrestlers to work with and this is what he said i would have worked gladly worked with him as opposed to goldberg (laughs) you you've mentioned i saw actually a recent quote where you said like everything he did hurt who was the opposite of that who was a person that every time you got in there you're like i know this is going to be a dream and i know it's going to look good Kurt Henning was one. Uh, Sting was one. Uh, Owen, my brother Owen was one of them. Yeah. You know, we didn't even. And Macho Man was another one. You know, where you didn't need to even talk. Like you could just, if someone said, "Quick, run out there! You gotta go twenty minutes with Macho Man," and we don't, you know, we don't know what you're doing. Just figure it out on the fly. And I've done that with Macho Man. Bret Hart in his later years is become one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> I don't know. If you're like me and you watch a lot of stuff online, as soon as someone asks uh, Bret Hart anything about wrestling, you know the first thing that he's going to say is like, oh, who were the best wrestlers? Not Goldberg. Oh, who was the worst wrestler I ever worked with? Well, it was Goldberg. Like, we all know what he's going to say. And so it's just really fun. And go check that out. And that is a really fantastic interview. And that's it. All right. It's like, if you like me and you enjoy hearing Bret Hart talk shit, yeah. <laughs> like, listen to this oh, interview. Boy, I got something for you. Lindsay, what do you got for us? If you like me and you've got nine hours going spare, mm. um, I, as I mentioned, I have been on tour. I've been traveling a lot. And there was a train strike in England, so I spent an awful lot of time wow. in the back of fucking cars going to shopping centers. So I spent a very happy nine hours. Happy is the wrong word. Listening to the... Behind the Bastards podcast. Do you guys know there are other podcasts? I've heard of that. It's weird, though. Yeah, it's not a wrestling podcast, but it is a podcast uh, that uncovers the stories behind history's greatest monsters. And guess who was one of history's greatest monsters? So much so that he gets his own six-part series on Behind the Bastards, uh, which is put together by a man called Robert Evans, not that one, who doesn't know anything really about wrestling but really dug in here and it is an absolute joy to Mm. listen to if you are a wrestling fan or you like hearing people call an asshole an asshole it is of course about one vincent kennedy mcmahon it is about vincey i don't know if i learned anything new about vince apart from some of the stuff from his very famous playboy interview which i don't think i've ever actually read in full because i find him so unpleasant but there's a lot of weird shit in it and there's a lot of random stuff but it's a really good overview of a lot of 
wrestling's darker corners. Like if you've enjoyed Dark Side of the Ring or, you know, that kind of thing, I think you'll get a lot out of it. You do have to be okay with people laughing at really terrible things, which mm. I um because they are people that you know they are just like oh that's awful lol but sometimes that's how we get past darkness in life um but it is an absolutely fantastic piece of journalism and podcasting it's extremely entertaining the nine hours flew by um could have listened to more kept when it ended i was like wait there's so much more than this (laughs) there's so much more than this but i really do recommend it it is definitely worth Uh, looking into at one point i think they said the only person that they had done so many episodes and so much research on was henry kissinger jesus (laughs) so that lets you know where we're at with where vince is in the history books and i do like to see that these history books are being written because you worry sometimes don't you that some people are going to get away with stuff um but it seems as though history is already telling the tale so check it out behind the bastards Vince McMahon, comma, hmm. history's greatest monster. Boy, I, w- I wish it was the other Robert Evans. Just to hear him go, <laughs> they called it Ico Pro. And his producer so is called Sarah Marshall. So they have a, a, a running joke that they're like, not that one. He wanted to have uh, bodybuilders. He called it the World Bodybuilders <laughs> Federation, but it didn't take off. Meanwhile, Hogan's doing rails at the back of MSG. <laughs> and I was there with Ali. My dear sweet Ellie. I'm not putting over my terrible Robert Evans impression. I'm going to put over, you thought we weren't going to talk about Roman Reigns, our cute little cupcake, (laughs) our cute little goat, the goat managing the goat. Well, he was on first take getting interviewed by Stephen A. Smith, who I care for less and less with each passing day. And he, boy, talk about a guy who is able to make an interview all about himself in like 10 seconds. Still... (laughs) Great 10-minute clip. You can find it on the ESPN YouTube. And and Roman Reigns was wonderful. It was great all around. And did a fantastic job of of selling us in SummerSlam, making us want to watch it. But I, I want to go particularly to Paul Heyman talking about himself <gasps> as the greatest mm. manager of all time. Uh, to which he has given a couple of other managers mm. who are thought of or in that conversation and what he thinks of them. And he delivers what may be the best heel line I've ever heard in a in a legit interview setting. And here it is. I'm the GOAT. The GOAT? I'm the greatest of all time. Really? Yeah, undisputed. Undisputed? I yeah. mean, there was Bobby the Brain Heenan back Screw in the Screw him, he's yeah. dead. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Does it, does and Jimmy Hart's still alive, Jimmy which Hart. proves that God doesn't answer my prayers. Oh, my Lord. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I encourage you to watch the whole 10-minute interview. It flies by. They're both fantastic. And again, this is the greatest story ever told in the history of wrestling, and that extends to their media appearances as well. Just fantastic all around. Uh, we have a special surprise because we're back. Somebody was bursting at the seams, but he made his number twos, and now he'd like to put something over. Julian. <laughs> we are so back. Truth is, I considered just recording this because I was very sad that we didn't get to record in the last month. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole because of a friend of mine telling me about this year's edition of Eurovision. Mm. Big European-centric song contest, which a lot of people, if you haven't seen it, you've probably at least heard of it. And so there was quite the controversy 
Like, what a wrestling situation that befell Eurovision 2023. There was a performer by the name of Katia who produced a song that was very, very popular called Cha Cha Cha. It was uh, a song that was produced in Finnish, and it was a very, very odd song. It starts off with elements of, like, death metal. And then goes into, like, trans electronic music. Before going into, like, electronica dance music to close it all out. It's just a really great song. And it, it should not have been as successful as it was, but it captured the hearts of everybody at Eurovision. And the way Eurovision works is that it is, you win partially by winning over audiences, and then you win by also getting a jury vote. So it turns out that the winner this year, I do not remember her name, but I know that she is Swedish. And the reason that I know that is because there is a grand conspiracy going around that the jury did not want Katia to win. They wanted the Swedish contestant to win because next year is the 50th anniversary of ABBA winning Eurovision, and they wanted it to be in Sweden because of that. So what could possibly be more wrestling than a promoter deciding that they want to push who their favorite is instead of the, the one who is obviously the crowd favorite? I'll tell you what would be. If you go and watch the music video for Katia's song Cha-Cha-Cha, the whole thing is set in a wrestling ring. And he is coached by a luchador as he is, uh, you know, as he is singing the song. And it is so much fun. And I have listened to it a bajillion times since I was told this by a friend. So Carly, if you're listening to this, thank you for making me obsessed for the last two weeks that I have heard this song. And go out and just look up the, the controversy of Eurovision. Go watch the song. And it is just, I think it is well worth your time. It is just the right flavor of controversy where it doesn't matter that much. But there is still so much to dig into if you look into it. Julian, you discovering the Eurovision Song Contest might be my favorite thing that's ever happened. I, I did know it existed. Ever. I did know it existed. But, it, but it's, it is wrestling. It's so much mm -hmm. worse than yes. wrestling. It's always been corrupt. It's always yes. been yes. shady as fuck. Best case scenario is countries vote politically anyway. <laughs> like, it's the shadiest, sketchiest thing ever. Congratulations. Welcome on board. And it's just amazing to see that this year it reached such a fever pitch where the people's choice was just so diametrically opposed of the, the chosen winner. It was to the but point. This is, this is how it goes. Yes. This is the rule. And it, it, it's like somebody <laughs> told me that if the if Katia had gotten 100% of the people's vote, which would have been impossible. He got a lot of them, but it, that would have been impossible. He only would have beaten the winner by eight votes. So there was yeah. there was simply no way for him to win this year. They're running some electoral college bullshit now. Yes. This this people's vote thing is new. We didn't have it in my day. In my day, you just had no poor. All we had England, no poor. That was it. Because uh, everyone hates us, and they should. But yeah, this people's vote shenanigans is is uh, is wild. And fascinating. It's wild. And so much fun. I had the time of my life researching this, and just yeah, love this for you. <laughs> Well, that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Daniel Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the SAG After Strike, of which I am a union member, you can go to sagafterstrike.org. Not only if you're in the LA area does it tell you where to go to pick it, but there are also a lot of ways you can support 
uh, not only the actors, but the writers and all of the IATSE people. There are a lot of people who this strike is affecting, a lot of people who are out of work, and there are ways to support all of them with your money if you're able. So I encourage you to go and do that. That's it for me, Danielle. Please, please, please support the strikes. Unless you want everything to 100% suck and look like, God, I can't even mention the show, but there was a show recently done by a big studio where they did an AI intro and it's the grossest, dumbest thing you've ever seen and I hate it. So if you hate that stuff, and you do, I've met you, help us out. That's it. I don't. I, I can't promote anything right now. Sorry. Lindsay? Yeah, I have stuff I can't talk about because of the WGA too. You know who isn't unionized and therefore I both can promote this and have to promote this because we're not unionized? Is books. Authors of books cannot join the WGA. Hmm. Um, it's Yeah, and authors of books currently don't really have a union. There's the Society of Authors. Don't come for me, Society of Authors. They won't because they're not listening to this. But there isn't really a proper union. Uh, so publishing, that's why authors get shafted mm. all the time. But I wrote a book. So if you can't watch any TV or movies right now, which you, you can't because there aren't any being made, but you could read some books. Um, so please, please read mine because I like eating food and living in a house it's not even that nice a house it's a perfectly reasonable house don't believe the people that tell you writers are asking for too much and the actors are asking for too much while they're flying on their private jets yeah so please check out love me do it's 99p on kindle in the uk right now which is honestly obscene and makes me feel a little bit sick inside but that's okay and then it's coming out here in the states and canada in september so you can pre-order it if you would like and hopefully by then strikes will be moving towards wrapping up and the actors can all go back to work and the writers can all go back to work and you can have entertainment, quality entertainment again, which is what we all deserve. Bob, David, <laughs> all the other Bobs and Davids. Boo. Our producer is Punter Slam Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we are forever putting him over for that. Thank you to all the Max Fun members that keep this show going. Keep up with us all week long on all of our social media channels. You can find those in the show notes. You can find our Tights and Fights WrestleMania shirt at MaxFunStore.com and celebrate Ice Cream Christmas all year long and wherever you are. We'll be back next week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Yeah, here comes the pain. Bow to the masters. This is a podcast. They are podcasters. Max Fun's the network. Tyson Fights is the name. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows. Supported. Directly by you.